Mic check, mic check. Where the fuck is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into another episode of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, sorry about the wait; uh, just had some different things going on, uh, so I didn't make a podcast last week. Um, just had to handle some things. I'm getting married this summer, so you know how that goes. Um, just a lot of family stuff going on, and you know, getting things ready, and um, you know, trying to cram all of this stuff in. You know, uh, getting married this summer. Which is very fast, but you know, hey, I'm I, I ain't got no problem with it. Um, I don't. It's just happening all so fast. You know, when they say life comes at you fast, it comes at you fast, boy. I proposed in uh, what was that Christmas Eve, and I'm getting married in the summer. So, hey, it is what it is. But um, yeah, that's been uh, kind of occupying my time. You know, trying to find a, a DJ. Um, you know, finally found one, um, you know, getting these save the dates, um, mailed out, uh, still doing that, trying to find, you know, uh, tuxes for my groomsmen and all this other stuff. So it's just been very busy, very, very busy for me. So I'm sorry about, you know, neglecting the podcast and things of that sort, but I appreciate y'all rocking with me. Just stay with me. Uh, just, I promise you is, is, is I'm there for y'all, you know, just give me a moment. Okay. Alright, so anyway, uh, I guess we're going to go ahead and just get started on this uh, good old Summer Jam screen uh, Just for my good folks in Omaha, Nebraska, home sweet home, especially my down north folks uh, Hopefully you guys saw the news uh, yesterday, um, or I should say a couple days ago um, There was a story ran by Channel 6 about this uh, this white supremacist living and living down north near uh, 30th and Spalding. Okay, so this man puts up racist signs in his window all the time about President Obama and just different shit like that. And uh, the neighbors, somebody called Channel 6 News, like, uh, you know, six on your side to investigate it. So naturally, he sent out a black reporter, uh, John Chapman. Shout out to that brother. Uh, they sent him to go talk to this man and... Um, when they arrived at his home this man had a sign in his damn window that had uh something it had the word nigger and obama in it they had most of it blurred out uh i guess they had the n-word blurred out and then it said obama at the bottom it was a handwritten sign this man comes out looking crazy as cat shit talking about he was uh raised in the uh you know raised in the late 50s and the 60s and um I don't even know how old he would He couldn't be that damn old Because he said he was only like uh, I think he said he was only uh, 57 You know And uh, so he's talking about he was raised in the late 50s And uh, I'm like Well if you were raised in the late 50s And you 57 Wouldn't you be born in like 59 So how are you raised in the late 50s But he was just trying to make excuse for his racist views And uh, then he 
went on talking about you know he's political and all this other bullshit and it didn't he didn't want to cop to the point that you know that he was a bigot you know and um you know my problem wasn't with him it was with you know the neighbors you know um the they interviewed one lady and she was talking about you know besides the signs he's a good neighbor and you know she had a couple of her little ones there but is she not thinking about her little ones you know you have a white man living by you uh, next door to you or across the street from you i don't know you know where exactly she lived from the man but these little kids are seeing these signs in the window saying that you know uh, something obama is a nigger or something of that extent you know what is this doing to these child psyche is it, you're just teaching your children to accept this kind of bullshit and the jig is up you know black folks we got to stop dealing with this type of bullshit and it's in the heart of down north you know if anybody if if you're confused about me saying down north that's what we call north omaha northeast omaha we call it down north just because mainly you're going downhill and then uh it's northeast and east and omaha the numbers go lower you know the higher the number you're west the you know the further down the numbers is east so it's east omaha northeast omaha down north that's what we call it so just to get that up out the way but um it's it's one of those things where you know this is fucking with the child's psyche you know you know it's, it's shooting down their confidence they seeing this this racist ass bigot right there you know uh this poor excuse of a man who claims that he has a, a master's in history which is a goddamn lie because when nobody you know with a master's in you know history would be you know putting signs up like that just just a fucking dumbass you know and and this man he looks like he's probably you know sitting up getting some kind of damn government check and he's one of them people who's always on a storm front you know one of them alex jones motherfuckers like oh my god obama's against us blah 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 you know one of them motherfuckers who try to mask their white supremacy and you know the government is out to get us on some old bullshit like that you know he looked like one of them fuckers right there like probably all he does is sit on storm front and he probably has a twitter account with an egg abby with um you know a fucking eagle and a flag and a german shepherd and he's just tweeting about all lives matter you know and um and my problem like i said is with the neighbors you know uh i think john chapman spoke with some other neighbors and they were speaking on how you know he's a good guy even though he has these racist ass signs in the window and you know they do approach him about him and he does take him down but then he goes and puts up another fucking sign so this is he's like a child you know who you're telling you know don't do this and they don't do it you know they'll stop once you see them and then you know then they'll go back and do it then they caught red-handed then they're they'll stop once you do it you know you gotta whoop his ass i'm not saying like like literally go over there and physically put hands on this man but if the if you know black folks economy um economic development was in a place where they could actually have like a neighborhood association you know or some kind of neighborhood watch program they could get this man up out the paint you know but since that's not an option they're just putting up with it but you still don't even have to put up with it i mean this is this goes along the crime you know along the lines of a hate crime or something of that extent but you know nobody wants to really deal with it like oh it's just an old crazy white dude who lives you know on our block but you shouldn't have to deal with that and have to put up with that now let this these roles be reversed let it be out somewhere out west let it be you know you know some great middle class neighborhood out west you know southwest omaha and you know some um let's see some brother or sister you know black family got you know some handwritten sign in the 
door or in a, a window about you know um trump or you know uh, mayor mean gene stothard being some kind of cracker or something that, that them negroes would have been up out the paint you know but that's because it would be the neighborhood association you know would you know take the correct actions to get this person up out the paint but black folks down north are just dealing with this and it, it really makes no sense you know you got brothers down there fighting each other tooth and nail you know over bullshit ass um illegal resources but you know they can't step to some bigot in their own neighborhood you know what i'm saying it's just it, it makes the brothers down north look kind of you know it, you, you looking kind of funny in the light you know you'll beat the brains out of somebody who look just like you but you got some white dude posting you know all kind of nigger signs and you know other uh shit like that you know in his windows and stuff like that and you just overlook it and you just keep it pushing you know because you're scared you know so um it's just it's just some bullshit if you guys get a chance to you know check it out just go ahead and uh check out wwt.com uh, the channel six website and uh see the see the story in the video this man looks crazy as cat shit um you know it's it's you know black folks shouldn't have to put up with it and you know they're choosing to you know the folks in that neighborhood are choosing to put up with that you know, tell them to put away, you know, hey, call the cops on this dumbass. You know, this this is this is hate speech. It's hate crimes being committed. You know, somebody got to get him up out the paint. You know, um, maybe if he's renting, you know, contact that landlord. You know, even if he does own that home, you know, just become a thorn in his side because you shouldn't have to deal with that. You know, you at work all damn day for, you know, eight to ten hours, some sometimes eight to twelve hours dealing with white supremacy right in your fucking face. You dealing with a boss, you know, who comes on, who's right on your ass if you talking to another black employee because he think you're trying to plot and blow up the plantation. And then you got to come home and deal with that shit. Your home is supposed to be your fucking peace. Your home is supposed to be your kingdom is supposed to be your peace. You shouldn't have to come home to some sign about some nigger Obama. You know, that's it's a fucking eyesore. It's a headache. And you already dealing with this shit. You're working at a job that you really don't want to work at. And, you you know, it might be you and like three other black folks, you know, working with like 45 other white folks. So you're already feeling like a fish out of water and you got to pretend that you like everybody in this motherfucker. And then you come home to this shit. Fuck no. He, I mean, there used to be a guy. I don't know if if he's the same guy, but um, my mom stays over in that area. And growing up, there used to be a guy who used to always be flying a Confederate flag, you know, uh, outside of his porch. And uh, me and the homies, we used to when we used to walk up to um, Adam Center to play ball outside or inside the rec center, we used to just always just rip it down, you know, or throw some dog shit in his at his windows and shit like that. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it was childish, but it made us feel good. You know, every time we saw that fucking flag, you know, we throw it down and step on it and things like that. And we run off, you know, up to the rec center. So I don't know if this is the same guy because I know that house kind of burned down a few years back, maybe about five, six years back. There was a big fire there. But yeah, and it's right by a church. And, um, you know, it's people don't shouldn't have to deal with that. Black folks, you have to take a stand. You know, just stop putting up with so much bullshit. You know, it's just it's one of them things where you you stop making excuses for these people who don't like you. Just stop making a fucking excuse. Like the people, like I said, the neighbors are talking about he's a good guy. It's just that he puts up racist shit in the in his fucking uh, 
you know, uh, in his window. And it's, you're making an excuse for him. You're making an excuse for a grown ass man who does not like you. <clears throat> I mean, he could laugh in your face and shoot the shit with you all fucking day. But, you know, you got to know the difference between, like I said before, like a friend and an ally. And this man is neither one. He's shown his hand. So, I mean, it's, it's bullshit. Black folks, stop putting up with this bullshit. Just stop it. Stop putting up with it. It, it you, you make excuses, you know, to make them, to make these folks rest easier at night, you know, to make these white supremacists sleep easy at night. Fuck that. Give them hell. We've been catching hell for, since we came on this, this fucking since we came to this fucking country you know and we still out here making excuses and making you know and uh you know making it easier for them you know and then we up here falling for the jig every fucking time just like uh you know going back to um you know uh, when we talk about police brutality and folks getting killed by cops you know it, it always turns back to well if you people weren't criminals if you people weren't thugs what about black on black crime and then you fall for that jig we're the only race of people you know who, who's held accountable for what one or two three or four dusty niggas do and then people want to bring up chicago left and right but you don't know if those crimes are really being committed by you know um black folks in chicago because these folks got a goddamn uh uh fucking uh guantanamo bay type situation going on right now um torturing folks and people going into that building i forgot what it's called in chicago and not coming out and then there was some video servicing last summer showing a drive-by and this looked like two uh two white gang unit cops having a shootout on the block so we don't know what's going on the city of chicago is so damn corrupt that these statistics could be skewed and it could be you know gang unit cops you know initiating these these quote-unquote wars and shootings and shit of that sort so fuck fuck those statistics fuck when somebody bring up chicago because there's nothing but a deflection it's nothing but a fucking deflection and black folks we have to build an economic base so we won't be so vulnerable to people's attacks and you know how an economic base works we have to build up our own communities ourselves and then start creating jobs and then the crime will start going down and people start taking pride in their own communities and once you start building those businesses you'll start having entrepreneurs build and create more and more and more so say like you open up you know like a fresh market or something to that extent you know you have nothing but fresh veggies and healthy food items and things like that you start educating people in the hood and things of that sort in your neighborhood it can't even be called the hood no more because it's a neighborhood it turns into a community and you're creating jobs with for people that look just like you and you know you're giving jobs to people who would normally be out here robbing and stealing because they're so damn desperate you know what i'm saying but that that fresh market that you create it starts growing and getting bigger then you open up a second location then a third fourth fifth and it starts expanding it starts getting bigger and better and you still hiring more people that look like you and then you start expanding and uh you know giving back to your community and you stand in your community you know we have this mindset of <clears throat> excuse me you know it's time to leave the hood and things of that sort that's the that's the goal to get out the hood you know everybody has that 50 cent mentality and i've had it before too but you have to just start building up your community you know you uh people start you know 
they might become you know the blessed orphan or whatever you know how they become some kind of uh high paid slave and things of that source and then they start looking back on the community that they was raised in or the neighborhood they was raised in or the hood i should say and they start you know wagging their finger like i pulled myself up by my bootstraps like well nigga you can just run and jump faster than everybody else and you're comfortable singing and dancing on the tv in front of everybody else and you you got it's a lottery pick so okay fuck you but they start wagging their fingers and then you know they try to come back to the hood and they become a victim you know and so we really have to start building up our own communities you know we were so desperate to get out but we don't have this sense of belonging and there's then we start talking about the crab in a barrel syndrome but you never look at who's at the top you know looking down in the at the, in the barrel of crabs and you don't look at who who made the fucking barrel you know so it's one of those things where we really have to start building up to our communities and going back to the fresh market, you know, source, um, you know, you start building and start, you know, you're developing wealth. And then somebody, you know, next to you, you know, they get inspired, you know, or even an employee gets inspired and, you know, they open up, you know, their own, you know, sneaker boutique or, you know, uh, the sister gets inspired and she opens up her own, you know, weave store, you know, hair supply store. And then uh, somebody gets inspired by her and then she's opening up her own nail salon. And then somebody gets inspired by all of that and they create their own fresh fast food uh, franchise or something like that. So it's something that we can do. We just choose not to do it because we don't think that we can do it because we've been beat down so much. And, you know, right now that we're hooting and hollering for uh, reparations and things of that sort, which I totally agree with. But right now we have to get our money game in order and get our voting game in order um, to make that demand. Because, you know, right now, just the conditions of black folks right now, you know, it wouldn't pass through Congress. We're going to keep it 300 percent. It wouldn't pass through Congress. You know it. I know it. Everybody else knows it. You know, they could bring it to the square, but they wouldn't vote on it because we're we're not producers. We're not producing anything. We're not bringing anything to the table. And we live in a capitalistic society. So once we start, you know, pulling our money together and start building our own communities up, building our hoods into communities and we start producing items and, you know, having our own, you know, uh, black towns, you know, just like a Chinatown or, you know, like a little Mexico or something of that extent. You know, then it'll then they'll start looking at us and then we'll start getting our uh, city council members in our back pocket, you know, start getting these, you know, the mayor in our back pocket because of the, all the revenue that we're generating for the city. And then, you know, you move on to your senator, then your governor and then, you know, um, presidential candidates, you know, because that governor of the state could of your state, excuse me, could turn into, you know, a presidential candidate. And then you got the means to start, you know, pushing your agenda and the means meaning money, you know, you know, you have an envelope full of cash, money talks and you're like, hey, we need this, that and the third to start happening. And then you can influence the, the votes on as far as judges and, you know, and, uh, you know, dealing with, you know, police chiefs and you can introduce an independent police auditor too. you know, it's, it's one of those things where black folks are just such huge consumers all we do is buy 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 we spend it before we get it but you know that all stems stems from it's, it's learned behavior you know it stems way back from uh you know the freedman's bank you know when you had all these free slaves and they opened up a bank for black folks and you know we start stashing our money away there you know putting mil tens of millions of dollars in there then all of a sudden it just vanished and 
you know, black folks went into the hole. Let me stash my money under the mattress. Then you had the other black folks. Well, let me spend it before somebody hurry up and come get it. And too many of us has that have that mentality. You know, we're not saving up for a rainy day. We're not doing anything of that sort right now. So it's just something that we really have to keep in mind. We get our money game right. We start building that economic base. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start getting these politicians and things of that sort in your back pocket. And then, you know, you can move on and start pushing your agenda, you know, as far as this police brutality and things of that sort. And you know what? We can, you know, start keeping these kids safe. And we really have to fight for these kids. You know, if you, if you can't find it in yourself, to do something you know for your people you know as far as you know building your own confidence and just being your own boss just think about the kids think about the little ones think about the ones that's you know because right now we're still fighting the same fight that our uh you know parents fought grandparents fought great grandparents great great grandparents and so on and so on we're still fighting this fight and it's 2015 2016 i'm sorry and it, it don't make any damn sense. We're still fighting the same fight. We're still battling systematic white supremacy. But we keep on falling for the okie doke. And we keep on falling for intersectionality and things of that sort. Like a cop is beating your ass because you're gay. Or a cop is whooping your ass because you're a woman. Or a cop is whooping your ass because you like the color purple. No, the cop is whooping your ass because you're black. You're black first and you don't have... You know, you don't have any power in this country. And you know what is power in this country is money. And and it, and I was listening to uh, the speech by uh, uh, Minister Malcolm X, uh, the ballot or the bullet, you know, and uh, he was he, he, he was talking about intersectionality at the very beginning when he was because he had some Christian um, ministers who were listening in on his speech. And then, you know, they kind of, you know, caught wind of you know that hey we can't be you know arguing over the muslim way and the christian way because we're not going to get anywhere and that's what uh minister malcolm was saying at the beginning you're not going to get anywhere arguing you know amongst each other when you have the same common fight and the fight is against systematic white supremacy and so he was saying that you know you sit those differences aside go ahead toss them in the closet and you know we focus on a solution we don't focus on the difference between us because right now we have the same common fight but right now we're seeing with um these protesters you know fighting for i don't know what they're fighting for because nobody is actually talking about building a strong economic base everybody just want to shout and go to the streets and hold up cardboard signs but in that fight and you know um you know people are talking about you know transsexual rights you know black gay rights black lesbian rights and the 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 common denominator is black and when you say that you know people get offended like oh well but you know what about this and that but if we all fight for black rights everybody is included in that every fucking body is included in that everybody but then you got some black gay folks you know who feel like they identify as gay first you know before they're black just because you know that's the big thing right now because gay folks are you know pushing their agenda very strong and you know uh, the supreme court appro approved you know gay marriages 
and you know they see that moving forward but they don't see how you know gay celebrities and things of that sort and you got these gay big wigs in hollywood you know pushing out this agenda and this propaganda and everything of that sort so that's how their agenda got pushed to the forefront so it's easier to hop on that train because it's gaining momentum but the black train is just pretty much wheel still spinning and we're still at the station you know hooting and hollering talking about black lives matter trying to convince a devil that our lives matter when we should you know start looking at each other pulling our resources together and start you know getting this money together and so we can back a presidential camp candidate to start pushing our agenda that's what we need to do and start getting some of these congressmen and congresswomen in our back pocket that should be the next step but everybody wants to you know start a gofundme so they can you know fly out to here and you know be on tv and do a uh interview with uh don lamone um on cnn you know getting some facetime and everybody wants to get all these retweets and these followers but you know you let that fame and that little bit of notoriety get to you and then all of a sudden you're a quote-unquote social media activist which is just dumb in itself because i haven't seen anything you know with this whole black lives matter movement i haven't seen anything uh come up to congress or you know come across the square you know to president obama and things of that sort you know and it's it's everything that and then if you do argue with me about it everything that you're going to bring up is a symbolic gesture like oh hillary clinton talked about it bernie sanders talked about it it's all symbolic it's it's nothing tangible it's nothing that you could you know uh feel or touch you know you could feel it you know emotionally but it's all symbolic you know it's not helping black folks at all it's just bringing recognition and it's just like a car you know i would say like a truck like a uh, like a mac truck in neutral with the air brake you know pulled out and you're just revving the engine going nowhere but it's making a lot of noise not making any progress and that's what this movement is doing and until we start hitting america in its pockets you know nobody is really gonna listen so i mean this is this is something i'm very passionate about i'm very passionate about my people and i am you know going on almost a half hour talking about this one subject and i haven't even moved on to you know um you know selling hope like dope and other things like that but i'm very passionate about my people um i just want my people to wake up and uh look up at the jig because i mean it's right there in front of your face and quit falling for it you know we we fall for it you know so many times and we really need to stop falling for it and um speaking of jigs um uh, you have to look at you know um uh, miss hubert aka uh, the dark skin and viv who um you know she was coming for will smith and to jada because uh, jada post jada posted a video talking about how we should you know stop how we should start boycotting these shows and um <clears throat> excuse me and start boycotting um you know these award shows because they're not honoring black actors i think the biggest snub that we saw was from from the film creed when michael b jordan wasn't nominated but sylvester mumble mouth i got a mouthful of marble stallone was you know nominated uh for um uh what was it uh something uh, supporting actor in a drama or something of that extent and you just really you know it's, it's always a slap in the face uh, i mean 
uh, you know, I loved Jay Z when he, um, you know, back in the day when, uh, you know, Hard Knock Life and uh, Volume One and Two, and then uh, even Reasonable Doubt was, you know, he would boycott the Grammys always, boycott them because they wouldn't air on TV. You know, the rap categories, you know, they they never would air it on television, so he wouldn't go at all. And um, that's something that I really loved about Hove back in the day. And um, and we, but the problem is, you know, what Jada was saying was, you know, some of us are in a position to, you know, have heavy influence and create our own and start, you know, acknowledging our own. So it's one of those things where you really have to look at, like, how come an Oscar is worth more than, you know, an image award from the NAACP, you know, even though the NAACP is very inclusive with all colored people, you know, how come we don't treat it? You know, black folks don't treat it like an Oscar. You know, it's uh, uh, man. It's the same deal with the Grammys. How come we don't treat a Soul Trainer award the same as a Grammy? You know, we'll have all these uh, people nominated, and then the winners don't even show up. You know, to the Soul Train Awards, and it's it's a very, it's a slap in the face, and it's that whole mentality that that white ice is colder. You know, and it's, it's it's really not. You know, we can bring as much value to those awards as Hollywood and the music industry has brought to the Grammys and to the Oscars. So it's really just something to think about. And you know, uh, uh, Miss Hubert, uh, the blackest, uh, dark skin and Viv, she was, you know, talking about um, some folks do it for the, you know, for the work, um, you know. And then uh, she was saying that they, um, let me get this right. She was saying that. You know, because the Smiths have so much money, they can, you know, afford to boycott it. Other actors can't. And, and it's bullshit. You know, it's that whole she she's mad at the messenger and not the message. You know, that's what she was focusing on. She's still mad about when Will Smith was a damn kid and uh, he didn't stand with her as far as, you know, them getting a raise for the uh, Fresh Prince. So they replaced her. You know, nobody stood with her. But at the time, Will Smith was only a kid. You know, he was just getting in there. You know, it was probably one of those things where he didn't know any better and he wasn't trying to ruffle any feathers. But here she is 20 some odd years later, you know, trying to shoot the messenger and not focused on the message. And I, I, I stand with Jada 100 percent. You know, we need to start putting value on these black um, award shows or maybe even create our own, you know, and uh, it's, it's very possible and it could happen. So, you know, a lot of people are trying to stand with uh, Miss Huber and uh, saying that, you know, that she's right and all this other stuff. And it's just those people have that mentality of let me be accepted, you know, by the white mass, you know, and it's, it's, it's one of them things where it's like, fuck it, know who you are, love yourself and know that you're there's a jig right in front of you and you know what the jig is but you you just refuse to look at it you you refuse to look directly at it you know it's like the nose on your face you don't see it until you you know that it's there until you realize you have a nose it's, it's just one of those things that you know it's fucking there but you choose not to see it and um you know it's like i said she's just trying to shoot the messenger and she's not listening to the message so i mean that's one of them things where she really has to just cool the fuck out so i mean yeah all right so moving on to uh hope like dope um i gotta say uh the mayor uh mean gene stothard uh we looking at these uh we had about three to four inches of snow fell today uh streets were horrible this morning the, the city crews were not out at all um the commute to work was horrible even uh parts of dodge street was shut down from like 84th to 72nd because it was so bad 
and uh it just now opened up and right now it's what 3 35 in the afternoon um so i mean I, I really don't know what's going on with the city um as far as you know mean gene and all this other nonsense you know we uh we're paying extra taxes you know um as far as you know that entertainment dining tax bullshit that's still going on and she promised to take away and she extended the meters to monday through saturday until 9 p.m so it's an extra four hours on the meters and you got to pay on saturdays so where's all this extra money going from these meters downtown like help me out like how come these streets you know i still is like i said it's 3 30 in the afternoon i'm still seeing people slip and slide up and down my street and uh, i live right downtown you know it's like really like come on now people are slipping and sliding up and down these streets i haven't seen one one truck come through here yet and uh people are just now tweeting about that they're just now uh you know city crews are just now hitting these main roads and shit so shit at that extent you know it's like school should have been called off and a uh, shout out to all the the mothers and the fathers who uh kept their kids at home today because this the, the the streets were bullshit you got pe folks out here slipping and sliding on these three to four inches of snow and you want them to try to you know rush and put their babies in jeopardy you know in this weather is get the fuck out of here and the wind was blowing heavy this morning so it was poor visibility i mean you got these uh these school buses out here slipping and sliding and everything and it's it's too much it's too much you know they you know they should have called off school and uh the mayor she's just really been dropping the ball i think she she knows the jig is up for her coming up next election so she's just trying to hemorrhage as much money as she can and uh you know pad her pockets and build connections that's all it is so mean gene is out here just selling hope like dope and another person who's out here selling hope like dope is your boy barack obama everybody's teary-eyed and about his state of the union address and all this other shit but um it's, it, it is what it is you know um what the fuck ever i mean fix what the fuck's going on up there in flint michigan these folks are dealing with a water crisis up here uh they're getting water that's you know fucking orange in color tan in color and right now people are calling the walmarts and giving their credit card number and debit card number over the phone for these people to get clean water and people are traveling from hundreds and thousands of miles away to drive to flint michigan with bottles of water and u-haul trucks and in rider trucks right now why the fuck isn't the u.s government stepping in and you know arresting the governor or the mayor of the city you know of you know the the mayor of flint and the governor of michigan you know what the fuck is going on that you will let in 2016 that when people turn their taps you know you got brown fucking water coming out like now uh from my understanding the city of flint is probably about 63 percent black so you know why now you know why now and you know in warfare that you know folks will always sacrifice their own to get you know to the majority of the others but why isn't the president stepping in you know where is you know someone really needs to take this up with the un and it's it's something that is 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 fucking disrespectful this is not a third world country we're the leading power in the world but you got people in in fucking michigan you know uh the fucking 
it's I'm just so perplexed by it. These people turn on their faucets and it's like it's like fucking diarrhea is coming out of there. And they telling folks just to boil the water and like, oh, oh yep, see what happens. And folks are dying from this shit. So tell me why the people are responding, but our government government isn't. That's something that you really just have to fucking think about. Like I said, I feel like the U.S. is the only the only government in the world that, you know, pumps fear into its people instead of the people, you know, having the government fearful of them. It's it's too much. It really is too much. So, I mean, President Obama's out here selling hope like dope. The government is his, you know, his whole cabinet is just they need to fucking fix what's happening in Flint right now. These people shouldn't be dying from fucking tap water from the water that they want to drink it's there's no excuse for it there's no fucking excuse for it at all all right so moving on to hold this ale um a little bit lighter um i guess we have to say uh the cleveland cavaliers you know uh they played uh golden state uh what was that a couple nights ago and they got that ass whooped um you know they made the they had the excuse in the uh in the uh, NBA Finals that, you know, they didn't have Kevin Love. They didn't have, you know, Kyrie Irving. Um, they had both of them, and it was just an ass whooping. You know, it, it was uh, it was, it was was nasty. So I know the Cavs will probably, you know, persevere and come out the East. But, you know, they meet the Spurs or the Warriors. It's, you know, a Western team going to hold up that. They guarantee a team from the West is going to hold up that trophy again. You know, and that'll be three seasons in a row. You know, with the with with my Spurs and then with the Warriors, and then probably either one of them is going to repeat. You know, um, out of the those those are the top two teams out the West, unless um, the Clippers, you know, get their their show on the road. I mean, they're playing they playing pretty good without Blake Griffin, but you know, just how they're playing right now, their bench isn't deep enough to fuck with you know the Spurs or the Warriors. And uh, Houston, I mean, they got a new coach. I don't know why they, they fired Mikhail. That was just stupid. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody's playing like shit there except for James Harden with his, you know, flopping ass. And, uh, you know, Dallas really ain't going to do much. I mean, they'll make it into the playoffs probably, but they ain't really going to do, do too much. Um, so yeah, it's just going to be the Spurs or the Warriors come out the West. Cavs definitely going to come out the East. You know, they'll probably meet up with, uh, Chicago, but, uh, you know, with Fred Hoiberg being a first year court coach, I don't know if he'll have the, the gusto to light that fire up under the Chicago Bulls, but Hey, we'll see what happens. Um, but Cleveland, they really got to get it together. LeBron really has to be in attack mode. He really has to be in that mode of, you know, let me, you know, let me try to get you guys involved. You guys ain't hitting your shots. Fuck it. Follow me. Watch what I do. It has to be one of those things he has to really inspire. Try to get some monster dunks. Try to get some three-point plays. Try to boost the morale of that team. And, you know, keep J.R. Smith happy, you know. Got to keep him, you know, keep him shooting, you know, because he can shoot. He can always shoot himself out of a slump. So it is what it is. You got to utilize Shumpert and, you know, um, J.R. Smith a lot more because those guys can easily get you, you know, anywhere between 15 and, you know, 25 points, you know, if need be. So just one of them things. But uh, Cleveland right now, y'all got to hold this L. All right. So moving on to not all heroes wear capes. 
Uh, I guess we gotta uh, go ahead and uh, bring our brother back in, uh, Mr. Uh, Kanye West. Um, he dropped a couple of songs. He's trying to bring back the Good uh, Fridays thing that they were doing a few years back. You know when they were dropping tracks every Friday. Good music was so. These are potential songs from his um, uh, his album Swish. I don't know why he's calling it that, but it is what it is. Um, he dropped a track. Uh, I think he dropped the Wolves in full. Then he dropped the song called Real Friends, and then he dropped a. Uh, a classic Kanye joint with uh, Kendrick Lamar called No More Parties in L.A. And the reason that I say not all heroes wear capes is because Kanye is actually back rapping and he's back rhyming over traditional, you know, hip hop beats. It's not this, you know, this techno, uh, you know, um, I got, you know, fucking all these robot voices on and, um, you know, cooing and, you know, dragging out my syllables. He's actually rapping. And uh, he actually addresses that in, uh, you know, No More Parties in L.A. And, uh, you know, just shout out to him. It really got me excited um, to hear about his music because I remember when he dropped that track uh, not too long ago in, the uh, you know, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve or whatever when he was dissing, you know, Nike. That shit was trash because it just sounded like a, you know, like a like a, a future Drake uh Travis Scott ripoff, you know, and so he's back to back to rhyming and doing what works for him because people was, you know, writing Kanye off, you know, getting him out the paint because, you know, when he dropped Yeezus, you was just like, um, what the fuck is this, you know? So it was only a couple hot songs on there, and the songs that were hot was the ones that he was rhyming on, you know, using a, a soul sample like Bound Two, you know, and uh, so he 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 listened, you know, enough people complained and he listened because. He, he was on some other shit, boy. Like, it, it got to the point where you wouldn't even check in for, you know, songs that he was featured on, you know. Like, I know uh, Drake had him on something and then Big Sean, you know, uh, after Yeezus. And I was just like, I'm not checking for any of this shit because he's not rhyming. You know, he just, you know, trying to fake sing with the robotic voice. So, it's good to have, you know, that, you know, that, uh, that polo rugby you know teddy bear backpack ass kanye back so shout out to him you know hopefully he ain't throwing the wool over our eyes you know give us these kind of tracks and then the rest of the album is like on some yeezus bullshit so hopefully you know with some soul samples um hopefully you know he's back rhyming pushing the bar you know with his rhymes and uh i mean i'm looking forward to the album he got me interested now so shout out to kanye all right, so moving on to the last segment of the show, you know what it is, health over wealth, and you know what it means, without your health, you can't enjoy your wealth, so make sure you take care of your body first, and um, you know, this quote, uh, basically, is uh, I drew inspiration from uh, Kanye West's uh, Real Friends and No More Parties in LA, and the quote is, do not be like Kanye West's cousin. Do not be a whole ass nigga like Kanye's cousin. All right. So go listen to Real Friends and No More Parties in L.A. And you'll see what I mean. Uh, he just pulled some whole shit on Kanye. And uh, if I ever see him out in public, he gonna catch this fade for being a hoe. Um, all right. So thought I'd end the show on a little bit of lighter note because it was so heavy in the beginning on the Summer Jam screen. But remember to keep fighting that good fight. <clears throat> And whatever you uh, do, just do it with all your heart, you know, and uh, stop waiting for the perfect time to start. 
start right now much love and i'll see y'all next week for show and i'm sorry that the show is a little bit longer but hey i didn't give y'all one last week so go ahead and enjoy this listen to the first 15 minutes on your break and then uh listen to the next 30 minutes on your lunch break all right holla much love one yeah When I grow so gross, they make you sick. Make you sick. My last couple wins came before fit. Whoa. You're not inside the same league as I. League as I. I had to say a prayer for the evil eye. Ooh. One life to live, two bitches rolling. Rollin'. Took the dirty money, had the bar coded. Gun holy. Fuck talent when you guard gift. Coop blows how we stay lifted. Shorty one time trying to buy the right watch. Danny Garcia by the road, white fox. And yeah, homie, we don't sleep. Love still the same, even though we don't speak. Montana Coke boy behind the scene like Coleon. Mommy love me in Canaries like Romeo. Prince NY, worth the Jesus. This rock cut check, fuck the Grey Goose. They made my heart call. Christopher Walker, bumper Christopher, king of New York. Trust your dog on the stand with a mirror. He fresh shot the can, keep his hand off the barrel. Watch the turnip. Miss Gladys, been a pusher, you can ask malice. Mob deep, nigga, be some happy. Yeah, homie, we don't sleep. Brown diamonds for them suckers, try shit on me. Hope you bleed like us. Running through them towns, had three lights. Took a pill, stood three nights. You ain't like Tripolar, they gon' say that money made me wild. High roller, throw a million dollars in the crowd. G'd up, flying through the clouds. Only God get high and I in the pilot. Couldn't get fly and I. Desire got fire in his eyes and his stomach. Just wait till you get what you got coming. With the gritty thing, I turn city bank to Diddy Bank. And I don't care about your piggy bank. You a silly boy, I'm a Billy boy. I ain't gotta touch it, get one of my young Philly boys. Harlem Renaissance, up at Echelon. Check right at the nigga, they come and check upon. Nigga, please spend G's in a restaurant. Seven on the entree, three on the dessert. Ask for the job, cause you know you need the reserve. You know me, you know we don't sleep Like I was there at the Carter for the Nino speech Rothstein and Casino Reach with no ginger Everybody copping my style as infringement You know me, you know we don't sleep Like I was there at the Carter for the Nino speech Rothstein and Casino Reach with no ginger Everybody copping my style as infringement yeah, kill shit and get the same time Max B got These dudes with these colorful chains, rap peacocks As far as the game, I was in it, I represented Way back when heroin became an epidemic And the feds are dead, at least a certain percentage Only hurting your image, your whole life's a gimmick And we can't click, cause you all petty I done told y'all I'm heavy, like New York Freddy It's an honor to meet him, a pleasure to speak with him Trunk full of champagne bottles with leak in him Street value say it's a million in each of them Contract in the hood, ain't no breach in them. Nah. Yeah, the profit is tremendous. Yeah. But the gossip is still endless. Uh. No way you can offend us. Peter shoe parties with Madonna in attendance. Wow. Oh, wow, man, can the ash and nice? Swimming in the dark, cause the pool got lights. Money in the bank, yeah, who got dice? Harlem World double up and I could pull that twice, yeah. You got ice and you got ice, then I must got glaciers. Fuck it, I got paper. Looking at my house and fuck it, I got acres. Drinking the liquor but not using a chaser. Raps the desert, then I'm the oasis. I guess I'm demanding a standing ovation. Look at the map, I can land in locations. That's slick talk. 
Two fifth talking Cali's Cushman in New York is Piff Talk. Watch you come listen to Mish Talk, pulling the six off, rich nigga that tricks off. And the telly knocking your bitch off. You must want me to Mitch. blow your brains out. Gifts when you present with niggas that move the cane out. <laughs> Do you really know what the pain about? Huh? When you start eating, the niggas come with their fangs out. You like, fuck it, I got my chain out. Fuck. Got a couple goons, but they don't know what the gang about. Uh -huh. Are they really ready to bang out? Call my guns nuts, so fuck it, I let them hang out. She rock Vera, me, I'm Alexander Wayne out. Not that clear if I'm insane or sane Not now. That clear. Cause see the sunshine and the rain I now. I can feel a loss in the game now. Say now, I had a baby on the way now. I've been strapped up like get down or lay down. No school zone, no shells in the playground. I don't fuck around, I don't sniff with a weight clown. You Why? know me, you know we yeah. don't sleep. Like I was there at the Carter for the Nino speech. Rothstein and Casino Reach with no ginger. Everybody copping my style as infringement. 